Have you ever had one of those full circle moments? Well, today's episode is just that. What I'm sharing with you today is a talk that I gave to an incredible group of women in January. And I am so honored that they allowed me to share this here on the show. This group of women, which is called The Foundress, it is a thriving community for ambitious female founders here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and in a room with over a hundred incredibly talented, beautiful women, I was able to share my story as well as provide some insightful tips and ways that they can continue to grow and continue to enhance their mindset as they are doing incredible things here in the Valley. So this episode, if you're tuning in on your favorite podcast platform, know that I am actually giving a talk to a group. That being said, I invite you to come on over to my YouTube channel where you can actually see the talk, the interaction, as well as the slides that I present to the group. Don't forget, if you come over to YouTube, hit subscribe because sometimes It just hits different when you're watching as opposed to when you are listening. Either way, I just have to applaud you because you are taking more action than most by investing in yourself and listening to podcasts. If you would like to learn more about The Foundress, I will have a link in the show notes, either on YouTube and or on your favorite podcast platform so that you can learn more. And if you want to ask me, feel free to shoot me a DM. I will absolutely share how much this community has helped me, but I think you're about to hear it. So let's get started with the show. Welcome to the business of being healthy where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. All right, I just have to say thank you so much, um, Coley and Lindsay, for creating The Foundress, number one. This community is something that I find very near and dear to my heart because no matter how much I try to give back, this community beats me and (laughs) I get so much more. So just the friendships, the businesses, the women that I've been able to connect with, I, I just, I literally couldn't put a value on it. So thank you so very much for that. And I do wanna share, for everyone new here, I just joined, October of 22. And I love sharing this story and I usually share it kind of more one off. But the first time I came was actually before that, like a year earlier. And you'll find out why I kind of needed to step back. But I came and I felt like, I don't know. I don't know that I'm ready. I actually stepped back and I didn't join at that time. 
and I don't regret it because I needed to do some inner work. I needed to take care of me first. And then when I came back in 2022, October, with completely open arms from Holly and everybody, it was like, I'm home. This group is where I need to be. So, so, so grateful for it. But let's dive on here. And typically I don't have slides, so this is going to be fun. I might fumble a little bit. <laughs> so the title of this is how losing sight of your health can leave you blind. That photo was actually my most recent uh, surgery that I've had on my eye. That was just in Oct or excuse me, February of 21. And it's, it's funny, you know, because while that can be scary and I see that and it brings back a lot of memories, what it brings back though is, a, is peace and gratitude because what I'm about to share with you is, is something that definitely happened for me. It did not happen to me. And to give you all just a little bit of context here because as Coley so nicely shared, she was like, wow, what, what a pivot, right? Like my career background has been anything but normal. And I want to give you a little bit of context behind that, but then also give everyone in here permission to make those career changes. And whatever they are, you might feel ashamed. It will show up its way in the future. So that experience you're about to gain will come back. So bringing it back to right after, I'm an Arizona native. Who's an Arizona native? Yes. Okay. I mean, like... Native, 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 like, I mean, haven't left, Cochise, Cocopa, Chaparral, ASU. Yes. Okay. So um, after graduating ASU, I didn't know what to do. And everyone told me like, oh, you can't, like, you're just a new graduate. You're going to make like $20,000 a year. And I'm like, ah, oh, you suck. I'm not doing that. And I followed into my like my father at the time he was in the financial industry so i was like that looks like fun let's go do it so i went and i joined ubs um, at ganey ranch back in the day i think they they might have moved now on camelback but i want you to think of boiler room anyone seen that movie right the bullpen i there were 50 brokers in the office i was one of four women that were not assistants that were actually training to be brokers and what you'll find out from me, it's like any challenge, I'm like, yeah, game on. <laughs> and so I'm in the bullpen. There's only two train, like each one had 15 people that were in it. And you started with a salary, but then you had to quickly grow your business because your salary decreases. You have to bring in your own money. And at that time, this was 04-ish, or excuse me, 02. It was, I got a phone book, I got a computer, and I got a phone. That's all I had. So what we did was cold calling. And that's what I did day in and day out. I made 400 dials a day relentlessly. And it's funny because there were so many other, I mean, like I said, the other gal, she didn't make the program. And there was only one other man that made the program. Like the number just weeds them out because it's hard work and you have to be willing to make sacrifices. And that's what I did. For two and a half years, I made the phone calls. I knew 400 dials a day meant 60 contacts, which meant four appointments, which meant I closed one. Like that was my numbers. I just knew I had to hit that and it was great. 
right? It was a game for me. Well, in two and a half years, in my early 20s, I look back at this, I was like, what were these people thinking? I raised $17.5 million. So under management, that's what I had. It was fantastic. I was like, check that box. Hell yeah, look at me. I get my office. I'm now out of the bullpen. I've graduated. I've made it. And I'm walking around the office, and I'm like looking at the two other women that were in the office and looking at everyone else, and I'm like, holy cow, I don't want to be here anymore. This isn't what I want. Has anyone ever seen uh, Greatest Showman? Okay. Do you remember the scene with Hugh Grant in the beginning, right? He's in like the banking thing and he goes up to sharpen his pencil, right? He's sitting there sharpening his pencil. He looks out the window and it's a graveyard. It's headstones as far as you can see. And he turns back and he looks at his office and all it is is essentially headstones. It's all these old men in there just sitting there punching the clock, punching the clock. That's what one day I walked into the office and that's what I saw. Like that point in the movie, I was like, holy, that was my life. And I knew I got to get out of this. So then I actually walked away from a huge book of business. I I loved my clients, but I wanted to do something different. And I moved on to the pharmaceutical industry. And in the early 2000s, I mean, what a great industry. Like, let me tell you, I had um, a... Uh, an expense account. I was whining and dining. It's very changed now. It's not like this anymore. Um, But I had a lot of fun. I also had the opportunity to launch billion dollar drugs. I got incredible training that is unmatched. Um, I covered, uh, gosh, I covered at one point half of the country. Um, I worked with thought leaders, global thought leaders. Like I just absolutely love the industry and I was in it for 18 years until I call it, I red pilled on corporate America. Okay, does anybody know what I Matrix? <laughs> I love movies. Okay, what can I say? So I, I took the red pill. I saw right through the code of corporate America, and I was like, "Get me out! I can't do this anymore." You guys, notice a little trend. Um, and I thought, well, shoot, why not? I should just go open a restaurant. I don't have that experience. Why don't I just go do that? Right. Anybody remember Donut Bar at the Promenade? Yes, that was mine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I was like, oh, I have so many stories. We could have a whole nother talk on that. So I left my corporate job, which had a car, a 401k, the incredible insurance, golden handcuffs beyond belief. Everyone told me I was crazy. And I had worked my way up. I had had many roles at that point. I was in a, in a leadership position when I left. And I started this restaurant. It was a franchise. I was the first one to open. And quickly, (laughs) is it Finding Donut Bar? Oh, I thought it was Finding Donut Bar. (laughs) Going to Etta for lunch after this, guys. Um, No, but um, I opened up this restaurant. We built it in 10 weeks and brought it out. I did all the training. I hired a team of 24 and a bakery is kind of a 24 seven, right? Your crew is working through the night. Your morning crew or sales crew is in during the day. Um, I, I think I blacked out during a lot of that time period. I don't remember sleeping very often, but, uh, quickly I realized that actually the numbers weren't working on the business. So I had a lack of experience, but I had other experience to pull from. I started this restaurant And within about 
really 60 days, we knew the numbers weren't working. We go to the franchisor, whole thing happens, turns out there was fraud and misrepresentation. So everything from the franchisor was false. State of California cited them, found them guilty. It was a whole big thing. They filed bankruptcy. I got the really, like, the most expensive education I really never wanted. I didn't ask for it. But it did give me a lot of great experience. And that's something that I have truly paid for. Moving on, what was the blessing in that is that that actually shut down right before COVID. So I didn't have to own a restaurant during COVID. <laughs> Whew! And it gave me the opportunity to be home with my kids. Now, after this time, all during this, my husband, we um, have had various construction companies um, over the time. And I've always worked kind of behind the scenes. He also had other companies as well. And we were managing everything, going a million miles an hour to where finally at really kind of the 22, in 22, he's like, what if we shut it all down and just go in all in on one? And that's our current construction company, which we've had since 2017, but like we went all in and it has been the most uh, lucrative, amazing, rewarding decision we've ever done. So I also, I always forget to mention this. It's really funny. Another time I blacked out. My, I, I promise this will all make sense. When uh, Coley mentioned my first side hustle in, in 2012, that was when I was still in pharmaceuticals. And I got kind of bored in my corporate position, so I thought, let's start the side hustle. I do show horses competitively, think Yellowstone. I know all those guys. I compete with them. And um, I wanted to start an online platform for buying and selling high-quality horses, so six-figure horses. Well, when 2020 hit, everyone needed access to information. So I morphed that company into a media company. And from 21 to 22, see why it all just kind of like goes together sometimes? 21 to 22, I uh, held nine live events. I had a studio here in Scottsdale. I, had two, I was moderating it. I had two experts with me. They were four-hour live events uh, where I was handling questions coming in, everything. So it was my first kind of experience in, in media, and I absolutely loved it. Well, that was yet again the time that I uh, took my passion and turned it into a business and then realized it was pulling me from the fun of riding with my daughter. So that is, a, yet again, another business I decided to shut down. Um, I still own all the assets to it. It's a great, great thing, but uh, shut it down so I could spend the time with the horses solely with my daughter. But it was a great, I sold sponsorships and, and you know, worked with, I had a whole production team, a director, a producer, it was fantastic. So I took that experience, and that's when I launched my podcast in 2023. So still having the media. So I share all of that. One, to give you guys a little bit of context of what I'm going to share going forward, but also to give everyone permission here, is that every experience that you have, every pivot that you think you can't make, or it doesn't make sense, you don't need to see whether it needs to make sense right then. It will show up. All of that experience I had is what has truly made, helped make our construction company grow as fast as it has right now. We wouldn't be able to do it without it. But I want to bring you guys back to when I was a financial advisor and I decided to leave. 
at that same year, this was in 20, uh, 2004, I got a job with an incredible pharmaceutical company. My husband and I, we uh, got engaged, so my fiance at the time. We're just about ready to celebrate 19 years married. And, um, and we bought our first house. So we were young, we just did all of this. And one night, we were in the new house, the box is still there, you know, anyone that's moved, I'm sure you get that, they kind of linger for a while. And I wake up early. Any other early risers? Yes, okay, I wake up early, and this time of year it's still dark. And this is definitely gonna date me. Um, not that I haven't already, but in our room we had a TV, not a flat screen, right? Like the big old thing. And then next to it, we had the DVD player, and yes, I still had a VHS, okay? And you know how there's always lights on them? Like, just like the lights on. And I remember very vividly rolling over in my bed, and it's pitch black, and I'm like, that's weird. And I kind of roll back, and I'm like, okay. And I roll back, and I'm like, where are the lights? Then I start sitting there, and I'm like, in my bed going like this. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I can't see. Wake up Chris, because I'm obviously terrified at this point. And what had happened is I had been working my body so hard that I weakened my immune system to a virus that almost all of us have, and it has left me blind in my left eye. So, This virus is something that the CDC says one in three will have a shingles outbreak as an adult. And it is something that is not talked about very much. Shingles is the continuation of chickenpox. If you've had chickenpox, you have that virus that sits in you. Your immune system is doing the work to keep that virus dormant and it comes out when your immune system is weakened and stress is elevated, okay? Everyone thinks like, oh, I'll handle that then. It's stress, it's fine, this is normal. Your body will tell you different in one way or another. I had no warning, so I was that unique patient. I've heard that a lot. I was that unique patient that never had any warning with this. And like I said, when I see this picture, I, I'll tell you straight up, in the beginning, I was pissed. I was like, what is going on? Why is this happening to me? Why me, right, little victim? Oof, I hate that. Like, I, I was there. But now, if that didn't happen to me, I don't know that I would be here right now. Truly. That is my constant thorn. That, that thorn is never leaving my side because it needs to remind me that as I continue to push on, I shared my career path. Don't you think I handled a little, maybe had a little stress during that career? Still now? Gosh, I almost have two teenagers. Um, that it is always going to be there. And so it is my reminder to take care of me. Because if there was one thing that I can tell you, that we cannot take care of our business, our clients, our loved ones, anyone else, 
unless we take care of ourselves first. Now, what I will say is you hear that and you're like, great, Shelly. <laughs> I'm trying to do all the things and work out. And you may have come into this one being like, oh, I'm going to hear about the latest diet and exercise plan. No, because what I'm going to share is over the last 19 years, this will be, actually it'll be 19 years now. October will be 20 years that I lost my eyesight. I didn't let it stop me. Um, maybe pull back a little bit every once in a while, but it reminded me is that the better that I take care of myself, because I have my reminder, the better that I take care of myself, the more confident I walk into a room, the better conversations I'm able to have, the bigger I am able to dream when I take care of myself first. And I am relentlessly selfish about it because it is stems more from my mindset and personal growth, like with Elevate and what's coming, like the mindset is everything. It's not the diet. It's not the working out. It's not the yoga. It's not the meditations or affirmations. It is your mindset. So, oh, okay. You weren't supposed to see that second part yet. Um, all right. So who can relate to this? I love it, right? And this is from Motivational Mummy. Uh, me, trying to be a mom, not lose my shit, excel in my career, maintain a social life, drink enough water, exercise, text people back, stay alive, and remain sane. I feel like that's all of us right now. Do you guys think that? I mean, it's like, okay, let me do all the things. Let me look at my to-do list and, and handle it. And I, I got it. I got it. I'll take care of myself when? Let me, let me send this email. I'll take care of myself next. Oh, I have a break next week. That's when I'll get a couple extra hours of sleep. We all know. We all know. So I love this quote from Naval. And if, is anyone familiar with Naval? Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, and in fact, you guys sent me a DM. There's two interviews with Naval, with Tim Ferriss. Are you guys familiar with Tim Ferriss, the four-hour work week? Um, the, these episodes are awesome. I'll send them to you and kind of give you some insight on which ones to listen to. But Naval is, like it shows here, an icon in the Silicon Valley. He is the founder of AngelList. Uh, he has had more like unicorn investments. He is brilliant, and he's really honed the uh, wealth health and happiness kind of trifecta. I love this quote because we think of ourselves as fixed and the world as malleable, but it's really we who are malleable and the world is largely fixed. Because how often do we think like, oh, this is just my schedule. This is, this is what I got. This is what I'm dealing with. Here's, here, it, it is what it is. I'll take care of myself when. We got to flip that. And my goal for you today is we're going to talk about stress and how we cannot just let it go because it will show up. I promise you in one way or another, it will show up in, in your health. We're going to talk about stress. We're going to talk about how to recognize it and then how to manage it. I have a little bit of a different perspective on stress because is stress going away? 
I feel like this whole room is like filled with very ambitious women that want to go do very big things. So by someone saying, yeah, just reduce your stress. I'm like, F off. Like, no, I've got things to do. So I'm not about reducing the stress. I'm about how can we manage it? How can we move through it and not let it stop us? It's a little bit different of change of a perspective. So I'm going to offer you some insight there. And then secondarily, when it comes to our health, um, that, that word can mean so many different things to, to each person, right? Health is very, very different. And, you know, I think at first people are thinking, oh, I can fit into those genes from college. That's healthy, right? There's so much more behind it. And um, one thing as business professionals in here is that you hold incredible behaviors that you are literally using every single day in your business, which are directly transferable to your health. We often think and put our health and our business or professional goals into totally separate silos. They do not go with each other. And I am hoping today that you're gonna walk out of here just knowing what a freaking badass you are, that you have everything in you right now to be able to go maximize your health and what health means to you. I think that's very personal. So let's dive in to stress because stress is something, it's, it's a very basic word. I remember being in the hospital and the doctors coming to me and they're like, one doctor was like, yeah, it's, it's stress. This is from stress. And I'm like, you don't know what it is. You're just giving me a label. Like you're just saying that and that just pissed me off more. But it made me do a little bit of deep diving because I was like, well, wait a second. Why am I stressed? I'm not stressed. I can handle this, right? Does anybody remember the three things that were going on in my life when I went blind in my left eye? You were getting married. A new house. You got a new house. Job. Job, right? Um, I just got engaged to the love of my life. I got a dream job, and I bought a new house. Shelly, what the hell do you have to be stressed about? Those are three amazing things. That's one thing about stress. Stress doesn't look at it and go, oh, this is bad stress. I'm gonna affect your body. Oh, this is good stress, so I'm not gonna let it affect your body. Those are labels we place on it, okay? So stress doesn't take sides on what's good and what's bad. So when it comes to stress, recognizing it is very personal. I actually will get tight in my shoulders when stress is coming. That's how I know. I also get extremely lethargic. Those are two indicators for me that I'm like, oh, okay, what's stressing me out? And I pause and step back. What I have found to be the best way to start recognizing stress, stress could be traffic dealing, I live up this way, with construction on the 101 and the, the open coming and the Bear Jackson and the Arab show. I'm in my, I might be on the news one night for some road rage, okay? So like that is stress. It's not just, just like business, right? And so what I have found is the best way to, is to actually grab whatever it is that you have with you. Is it paper and pen? Is it the new journal? Is it a note in your phone? Personally, I love Google Docs. 
because I can access it on my laptop, I can use it on my phone, and I can keep it at, at all times. And when you feel stressed, when you're like, holy cow, are you agitated, right? Are you having some high anxiety? These are all indicators of stress. Is start logging it. It's my drive in the morning. It's getting the kids ready. It's uh, this client meeting. It's walking into an uh, opportunity to close business. And I am stressed. I am stressed about it. Start logging all that. What I would recommend is take one week. This isn't a long, laborious task. Take one week and start tracking all of it. Then go back and find your trends. You will find trends when it happens, okay? And how wonderful, because now you know when it's coming, number one, and you can start planning for it. Now, the next thing with stress is management. Because again, everybody's a little bit different, but there's a mind shift here that I wanna provide you that lets you kind of digest stress a little bit differently. And like I said earlier, is labels. What labels? So when you're writing it down, write it down as it comes to your mind. Because you're going to see what labels you're attaching to whatever that stress is. And more often than not, that stress is a result of the label that you attach to it. What if it, instead of like getting on the scale every day, that's something that I know most don't love, I get on the scale every single day, but I've removed the label that is associated with it. It doesn't define me, it is simply a tool for me to use to be able to manage what I am doing towards my health. And I get on the scale, it is what it is, I'm like, okay, and I move on. This didn't happen overnight, guys. This, this isn't like, oh, just one day I decided, I had to work through it, but I had to keep pushing myself and removing, catching when I was labeling, what this was telling me, this scale was telling me. And then reframe. So reframing it is, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, everyone that knows me well, I, I really enjoy listening to Alex Hermosi. And he has a really fun way of, of talking about reframing that I'll share with you is he had a cat, evidently, and this cat only lived like two years. I might mess up the numbers, so if I do, but you'll get the point of the story. The cat only lived two years, and it was like, holy cow, what a, like, they were devastated, they lost the cat, they loved the cat, and he reframed it. He's like, what if cats only live one year? And we actually got two years of time with this cat. Well now, holy cow, I got double the time than I was estimating to, I was supposed to get with this cat. How lucky am I that I had this opportunity? So it's a lot of reframing. You're walking into some sales presentation or potential new client, or maybe you lost a client or gained a client. Stress comes up at any time, right? Reframe it, frame it. How are you going to step in? You know what, I'm really nervous about this because I don't feel like I totally have the sale, but I'm gonna walk in here and I am going to present the information clearly. I am going to uh, make sure I answer questions. I'm going to clarify any questions that they have. I'm going to follow up diligently. These are all things bringing it back to you. And that is my second point with stress and management is oftentimes stress peaks when we are trying to control things that we do not have control of. 
right? So one of my favorite questions that I truly, I've used this since this, well, the last picture happened. Since that happened is I bring it back to me because what is the one thing that you have control of truly in any situation? You're the best. You're the best. It's you, you, your attitude, your effort. It's you. That's actually a really freeing thing when you think about it. Because as we are trying to control employees, as we are trying to <laughs> control subcontractors on a construction site, as we are trying to do all these things and you're like controlling stuff, I don't have control of these subcontractors. We have a contract. I can hold them to that, but I can't make them get out of bed. I can't make them show up on time, right? But what can I do? I can give them different dates to show up so they actually show up on when I wanted them to. I can, I can bring it back to me. And so the question I ask myself literally all day long, whenever stress hits me, what can I control? And it's me. I get, I'm working with something at my son's school right now with the principal. That's my call after this. What can I control? Me. I can't control the school, but I can control how I am going to show up and the information that I am going to pr present to handle the situation, right? I can think about, she says this, what can I control? I can say this. I can have this in my back pocket, right? So when stress is coming, bring it back to you. That is so freeing. You only have to worry about you. Your client walks away. You give the best freaking presentation in your life. They should be like asking where to sign, jumping up and down, but they don't. That's okay. What can I control? I'm going to control that they made a mistake and I'm going to show them with my effort. I am going to show them with my follow-up. I'm going to show them with my grace and my integrity and how I am going to show up with maybe a competitor of theirs. Like I am going to control me. That is one tool and it's a great tool to use with your teams and children. I ask all the time. The, you know, someone comes to me complaining. I remember at Donut Bar complaining about something. I'm like, what can you control? Brought it back to them. We moved on, right? I'm not here to listen to complaints. So, um, <laughs> so with uh, stress, I think the first thing to always do is we got to learn how to recognize it. And you'll notice one week, you'll have a pretty good trend. And maybe once a year, you do this exercise. And maybe you only need to do it for a couple days. Is just start logging like when your trends are or when your stresses are so that you know when they're coming. Then when it comes to management, because stress is not going away, is what label do I have? How can I reframe it? And what can I control? And it always comes back to you. That is my best advice that I can give you that from over the last 20, almost 20 years that has helped me, right? And this also goes to, right, your health. Oh, I had a meeting placed on my schedule at the end of the day. I guess I can't go to the gym. Okay, well, what can you control? Well, I could go for a 10-minute walk when I get home. Yep, yep, you can, right? So you're going to start calling yourself out a little bit. Feels good, quite honestly, when you're doing it to you instead of someone else doing it to you. But if you need someone to call you out, I am that girl. I will do it all day long because I expect that of you guys to me.
All right, how we feel about stress right now, being able to recognize it and manage it. A little stressed. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That elicits change. All right, I want to move on to, I'm not going to push a button twice. Oh, it morphed. See, Coley, me, Canva, I don't know. No, 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 it's beautiful. I don't care, we're fine. But I want to move on to behaviors and skills. So when you look at behaviors and skills coming from corporate, coming from running multiple businesses, I look at skills are those tool, it's your toolbox, what you know how to do, right? Um, being able to style clients, that is a skill that you learned. You went to school for it, freaking good at it, right? These are skills that anyone can gain access to. The courses that you take, being here, you're learning new skills versus behaviors. Behaviors are those innate qualities that you have, those interpersonal qualities, right? I look at it like what you do is a skill. How you do it is a behavior, right? Eating healthy is a skill consistently choosing to eat healthy is a behavior, okay? Recently, we're growing our construction team and I was talking with another uh, construction company owner in the Valley and we were just talking about some different things, handbooks, onboarding, all these different things. And I was like, hey, what do you hire for? Skill or behavior when it comes to your, your team? And she has a much larger team. They have big, heavy equipment. And I was thinking skill because they need certain licensing and stuff like that. She goes, oh, all day long behaviors. She goes, we'll teach them the skills. I don't care about that. <laughs> right? Yep. And it's funny because I, look, I think back when I was in pharmaceutical sales and I was training, I would get uh, flown all over the country when there were some people that needed some extra help to come in and, and see. It was very eye-opening to me because after my first kind of few when certain managers would pull me across the country, I wasn't going to see their skills. I was going to see their behaviors. Are they coachable? Are they open? Are they slightly humble, willing to learn? That's what we want. That's what this room is. So, let's hope. Okay, I would love for all of you right now, call out some behaviors that you have used in your business. Think, like I'll call out consistency. Perseverance. Perseverance, love it. Efficiency. Efficiencies? Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, heck yeah. Resilience, Resilience absolutely. Failure. Failure, yes. Collaboration. Colla oh my gosh, teamwork, collaboration, heck yeah. Anything else? Communication. I'm sorry? Communication. Communication, right? The way that you communicate? Yeah. Absolutely. Bad behaviors? Avoidance. Avoidance. <laughs> Absolutely, because I mean, there's good behaviors and bad behaviors, but there's behaviors that we exhibit every day in our business, right? Being able to handle criticism, give criticism, right? These are behaviors that we have to be able to do. So I throw up here and some of these were called out. I love it. <coughs> Resilience, consistency, prioritization, commitment, critical thinking. 
all day long, right? We're trying to strategize and solve problems. Well, problem solving, huh? Uh, patience, persistence, teamwork, integrity. This is just a few. By a show of hands, can you raise your hand if you believe in business you have used at least one of these behaviors? I'm hoping I'm seeing the whole damn room raise your hand, okay? A little bit of a rhetorical question. But yes, I, I 100% believe. And the women that I've been able to develop amazing relationships with them here, y'all have them all. So I'm sure you have them all. I was just asking one. All right. Now let's talk about behaviors in health. What behaviors do you think you would need to exceed in reaching your health goals? And again, health goals does not mean weight loss. Health goals mean so much more. Okay, so what are some behaviors you think that you might use to get the health that you desire? <laughs> you guys are so smart. <laughs> Seriously, so smart. Oh my God, it's the same ones. No, okay, so I, I put this up here to show and demonstrate Every single one of you raise your hand. If you didn't, I freaking raise your hand for you because I know that you have these. So in, in your health, you have the behaviors to already be successful. But, uh, but often you're like, I hear this probably the most, is I can't be consistent with eating healthy. I can't consistently eat healthy, right? But damn, you're consistently making prospecting you know, appointments. You're consistently making social media content. You're consistently following up with your clients. You're consistently coming to the founders meetings. I just proved you have the behavior of consistency. Let's lean on that behavior and transition it over to your health. You can be consistent in whatever it is that you want to do in your health. Is it building a team, right? I have a team of health advisors, not just for my eye, but for everything else, Eastern and Western. I think it's important to have both aspects of it because these behaviors are the very things that are making you successful in your business. They are the very thing that will make you successful in your health. So can I get an agreement that we all have at least one of these behaviors that we can be consistent with our health? Okay, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And if I were to give anybody, because I would need a whole heck of a lot more time to talk about um, some skills for health, but if I were to give anybody any advice, something that I wish I would have done 15 years ago was, gain, was to increase my skill of nutrition, understanding nutrition, right? So if you can... Because this is, again, skills are things that we can develop very easily. We can take courses. We can watch YouTube. We can talk to friends or experts. We can hire somebody. The skill of nutrition is understanding what a carb, fat, and protein is and how your body needs all of them every single day. And what I would say is once you understand that, make sure, just like in stress, we're watching our labels. Watch how you label the foods that you eat. Because if I had an apple in one hand and I had Sour Patch Kids in the other, what would you label the apple? 
Good, healthy, Sour Patch Kids. Bad, okay? You are now eating that label. This bad food, this bad thing, this unhealthy thing, you're eating that label. So just like in your stress is how you label it, make sure you watch the labels that you attach to your foods. It's incredibly important. All right, so I just have to say thank you so very much for allowing me to be up here um, and share some of my journey with you. This is my podcast. If you enjoyed this today, I have an incredible guest on. We talk both business and health. It's not one or the other. Um, And I would absolutely love, you know, quick, like hit subscribe. If you love it, leave a review. I call out the reviews online. But I do want to say thank you, obviously, to Coley and Lindsay. And my goal today was twofold. We were going to talk about stress, how to recognize it, how to manage it, and then understanding that y'all have the behaviors that you want to be healthy. Just transfer them, leverage them, put them to use. And if you don't believe that you have one, come talk to me. I promise I will find those behaviors that you're using in your business and I will show you how to use it in your health too. All right. Thank you.